Hi, I'm Corey Hawkins. And I'm Jennifer Fox. And we are Curiously Conscious. On today's episode, we are going to discuss the Taurus full moon partial eclipse that is happening on November the 19th, 2021. 12.57 a.m. Pacific, 3.57 a.m. Eastern at 27 degrees, 14 minutes of Taurus. But first, Foxy, how are you? I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm stressing out this week. It's been a, it's been a rough week. I've had a lot of technological uh, breakdowns. <laughs> I can, I am witness to said breakdowns. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been rough. And you know, it, it was very Mercury retrograde-ish, like if it was trying Uranus type of energy this week for me. And in reality, I am facing some some tough Uranian um, aspecting. And um, just because some of the other stuff that's going on, Pluto's moving closer and closer to my, per, my, my natal Mercury and my um, natal Uranus is actually trining Uranus right now so and that's squaring Saturn so it's just it's just like kind of like whoa where did that come from hey wait a minute I'm not done with that yet it's just like <laughs> it looks like that kind of energy you know yeah what houses is this happening in for you the um oh my god you're gonna ask me to, to like try to view my like know my uh, own well we're Scorpio we're Scorpio and where's Taurus because right now we've got Scorpio, in Scorpio. Rules my 12th and you've got that your uh, Mercury and and uh, Mars just conjuncted my, yesterday. My natal, my natal, um, my natal Uranus is in Libra, so it is uh, it is squaring. Yeah, Uranus yeah. and square and 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 Saturn, or opposing Saturn, opposing Saturn, opposing Saturn. <laughs> Saturn's in Aquarius, right? No, no, it's yeah. trining Saturn. Oh God, yeah, I can't even talk. But um, that's, Pluto, but Pluto, as you know, because Corey and I, uh, Corey has her moon at 26 degrees. Is it 26? No, 24. 24 so I'm degrees. Getting, I'm getting some relief from that Pluto business, but Pluto retrograded like twice over my moon. Just yes. hanging out forever. So in my Mercury's at 26 degrees, conjunct my palace Athena in Capricorn, and he's moving closer to my Mercury again. And so I'm having challenges again. And it's just, just really been rough. And now that Neptune is like getting really, really is like back at backtracking to my North node. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so Neptune's getting ready to go uh, direct on, I think the 1st of December. And I cannot wait till that <laughs> guy gets off of my North node because it's yeah. kind of made my, my future path a little like, I'm not, I, I have great ideas, but I can't get anything done. You know, I just kind of feel like I, you know, I've been smoking a bowl every day, which I have not. So <laughs> I just well, feel like I'm not getting anything accomplished. It's really frustrating for me because I'm a Capricorn and I love to see product. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you're just missing information for you to be able to, you know, get traction. I have doing. a feeling that I should be in traction, but I don't think I'm going to be getting any traction, actual <laughs> physical traction um, until next year. I just, I just feel like, um, yeah, I, I, I just really think I'm really looking forward to Jupiter. I mean, I was looking forward to Jupiter moving into Pisces this last year for, you know, we only went up two degrees. 
But once he gets really gets in there, I'm going to be excited because Jupiter will be conjuncting my Mars and then he'll be conjuncting my North Node and my Chericlo. And I'm just like really excited. And then he's going to conjunct Neptune and Mars is going to be in there. And I just feel like I'm going to have some get up and go uh, yeah. as we move into the new year. So I'm excited about that. Well, from a non-astrological standpoint, it's you, the Capricorn in you just needs to settle down. I mean, you just completely upro- uprooted your life. And, you know, it, like I, the fact that you may feel a little aimless about some parts of your life is, I think, normal for the fact that you're you're energetically, you know, getting used to your space. You're, you're adjusting. I'll let yourself adjust. Jesus, Fox. Well, I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying. And that's a good point because... Um, I was just talking to my friend about this today and I was like, you know what? I don't have to do it all. I've only been here three months. I yeah. don't have to have it all done right now. I said, this is a steak. Sorry for the vegans. This is a steak. <laughs> I can't eat it all in one bite. I've got to just, you know, enjoy the meal and instead of, but I'm very much that way where I, once I decide what I'm going to do, I want to do it all at now. I want to do it now. Cause I understand that. Yeah. And it's really, I think that's a big, I think that's a big part of whole, all this Neptunian energy. And I think, I think as Jupiter moves into uh, Pisces, which is where my North node is, I think that, I think my destiny is really going to be addressed this next year. Like really what, what's important you know, because I'm like, I'm more than halfway through this life, right? And it's like, I'm starting to experience things. I should, I shouldn't say this, but like an old person would. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm thinking to myself, gosh, you know, I'm probably only going to be working for another 20, 25 years. And my God, how old are you going to be when you retire? (laughs) But I mean, what would I do? I mean, trying to get a Capricorn to retire, that's like death. And well, I you will work forever. But I mean, yes. how long, how much longer do you expect to put time and effort into your quote unquote Well, And, and that's the other thing. It's like, I don't, I don't know, because it's like, I've been putting so much time and energy into things. And, you know, for a while it was all about climbing the corporate ladder. And, you know, I became a vice president and I hated it. And I, you know, had all these people to manage and all these departments that reported to me and I hated it. <laughs> and I thought, well, here I've been doing this all these years trying to achieve something and I'm not enjoying any of it. Yeah, I, Pisces so North Node would not be happy in no, that space. Not at all. <laughs> no, not And so it's like, you know, I really need to, I think having Jupiter in there this year is, this next year is really going to help me because I think I really need to focus on what, what is my Dharma? What is my, what am, what am I really here to do and have, have I done a lot of it? And if I have, how do I enjoy it? Because for a Capricorn, I think a Capricorn is more about climbing the mountain than getting to the, to the peak and sitting down and having, you know, cracking open a beer or a champagne bottle and celebrating the beauty of what they have allowed themselves to see. Right. And I, I, I'm not about that. I'm all about how do we get there? How do we get there? What's the struggle? What's the struggle? And when I'm not struggling, it, I have a really hard time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's a, it, it's, it's like my lifelong thing to like find what is, what makes me content. 
you know? Yeah. I think contentment no. is a, is like elusive to me. Cause I don't know what that is. I'm still trying to figure that out. I understand that too. I have a Capricorn North node. My contentment usually happens for about 10 minutes. Like I feel a yeah. sense of accomplishment for just yeah. a second. And then it's like, okay, that's done. What's next? What's yes. next? Yeah. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And I think because I'm a Sagittarius ascendant and I'm ruled by Jupiter, it's like Jupiter, Jupiter just makes me want to do it bigger and better and than before. Like yeah, I'm yeah. constantly thinking about things and I'm like, wait a minute, look at all the things that you've accomplished. Look at all the things I've done with Foxy Astrology in the last five years. I mean, it's yes. been a lot. I mean, five years ago, I was just like, you know, doing charts for people in my kitchen, having, you know, that were just more my friends and stuff or people were my yoga classes. So to be able to do something on a much greater scale and have people kind of all over the world that I've done charts for now. And, you know, when I look at my files and I see, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people that I've worked with and I'm just like, there's something to say about that. I mean, that's yeah, there is. you know, it's like, I, I literally, I mean, I don't think, I, I don't think I've had anybody from Papua New Guinea, but I think I've had like, you know, I've had, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, Russia. I mean, I've had people from all over. I've done charts for people all over, you know? And that's like, I forget those things. It's like, I don't celebrate those things. I'm just like, oh, you know, on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I think there's a lesson in that. There's a lesson in that. Well, hopefully Jupiter will help me with that this next year. So I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about how the Jupiter thing will happen because I've got a lot of stuff. I have a stellium in Pisces and You do. We'll you're you're have a beautiful stellium in Pisces. It's juicy. It's juicy. You're one and of I'm my like, favorite Pisces ever. ever. It's because I have so much Capricorn in me though. <laughs> yes, because I I think you and I are we're like different sides of the same sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like we have the Capricorn and the Pisces thing for sure. And I mean, that's I not it. so awful. I mean, they're, they're, you know, sextiling signs. They're like, we're super sextiled. Mm -hmm. yeah. That sounds so, dirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been liking money. this uh, Mars, uh, Mars conjunct Mercury. I've liked it the past couple of days. It's happening in my second house. Yeah. And I have been very productive with my words and writing. And, and I've enjoyed mm -hmm. that quite a bit. Um, so we'll see how I, that goes. It's in my, it's in my 12th house. So it's, for me, it's been a lot of like reflecting and I've had some just whack ass dreams. Oh, oh my. my goodness. Me too. Me too. And like my poor daughter. Oh, sorry. No, go, you, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me about my Liz. poor daughter. I, um, you know, every morning I drive her to school and it's like, first thing, you know, we get up, the alarm goes off six 15. I get up and make a cup of coffee. I get her up. You know, we talk about if she needs lunch or any of that shit and then boom in the car. And so she gets to the, the, um, pleasure of hearing about my dreams the night before every morning. And she's like, God, mom, how do you, how are you even <laughs> awake right now? That sounds exhausting. Right. <laughs> yes. Like, but then I had the weird dream, like where you wake up in the dream and you think you're awake and then you realize yeah. you're still dreaming. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, Oh, can I, will I get out of the stream? Will the stream ever stop? It's like, I've had, right. I've had a couple of those this week or, Sometimes I don't know if it, I would call it sleepwalking, but sometimes like 
I'll do things in my dream, like I'll get up out of bed and go brush my teeth, and then I'll wake up and I'm brushing my teeth in the dark in the bathroom. Wow, that sounds and, like sleepwalking. And hoping that it's not like, you know, face cream on my toothbrush. It's like actual toothpaste. <laughs> um, or I've literally wo woken up having a dream that I'm peeing and I'm like actually sitting on the toilet peeing and I'm well that's good because it's better than being in the bed peeing. <laughs> I did that twice I've done that twice in my life and I was married <laughs> and this happened yeah, like yeah. I literally had dreams I was going to the bathroom and I like woke up because I felt warmth and I yes. was like oh my god I'm in bed <laughs> yes I have had that happen one time that I could recall very specifically, and it was one of those holy shit moments. We should and it have was... Runa. We should have Runa on here to tell us what that stuff means. So let's uh, talk, let's just mention our friend Runa Troy to people. So if you need your dream interpretation, she's the woman. She's the yes she's the oracle. Of she does amazing work, and she does great um, rune pulls as well. She's very um, and how do they how do they find her? How do they find her? at runa troy r-u-n-a-t-r-o-y or it's runa.troy god i can't remember now it's runa she's, on, Insta runa she's on instagram yeah. and um yeah i think there's a link in her bio that takes you to all her various things but she's she's very good she's very intuitive she's a scorpio so she's you know she's she knows where done, it's at she's done several dream interpretations for me and um she's very reasonable and she's incredible yeah I mean, and quick I, you get that shit back quick yeah and i just stuff like i never even would have gone there i was like oh right. yes yes uh -huh. so yeah if you need dream interpretation but i should ask her what that means when you like are actually if and i guess technically is that sleepwalking i don't know uh yeah the ones where you get up and actually brush your teeth i would think that sounds sleepwalky yeah. to me i used to sleepwalk when i was a child but um, I, I've always thought that when I slept, when I did that as a kid, it was from stress. So I don't know, maybe I'm stressed. I don't know. I'm stressed. I know you sound a little stressy, a little bit, a little but bit. Am I stressed? Well, my yeah. teeth are freaking clean, man. <laughs> I, I do respect that. That preparation age really works. <laughs> <laughs> my gums have never felt so tight. <laughs> Ew, that's disgusting. Ow. I did not do that. It was a joke. I did not. Do I know. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, and Preparation H did not sponsor this podcast. <laughs> well, but they could. It's not not an option. Yeah, we so will not you, say no to that. <laughs> yes, I will take. I don't want to be paid in in hemorrhoid cream, but actual money sounds great. <laughs> Anywho, let's talk about this um, Taurus yeah. full moon art we've got happening on November the nineteenth. Um, did I say 18th earlier? Or did I say 19th? Doesn't matter. 19th. You said 19th. Okay. okay. 1257, yeah. 27 degrees, 14 minutes Taurus. So, yes. um, can we talk a yeah. little bit about before and after just so we can set the, set the scene? Yes. Because, um, there's a lot of stuff going down around this lunation. The sun is going to sextile Pluto on the 16th. Uh, on the 17th, Mars is going to oppose Uranus exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, and it will still the, be in opposition on the full oh, Pardon well. me, yes, in opposition. But then on the 18th, we've got Mercury trining Neptune. We've got Venus trining Uranus. And then we have the eclipse. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of kind of important things happening around this actual lunation itself. 
-hmm. And I think it's, I almost, I almost feel like it's very steampunky, right? It's like, these are all like little cogs in the wheel. And then the device, the actual device is the eclipse. And then after the eclipse, we're going to have on the 20th, uh, Mercury will square Jupiter. And then on the 21st, Mercury will sextile Pluto. And then on the 21st, also the sun will move into uh, Sagittarius, will uh, ingress into Sag. And then on the 24th, uh, Mercury goes into Sag. So it's just mm. like, it's like, I, it just feels like cogs in the wheel and it's moving all this stuff along it's, mm. to me. I don't know. No, I, I, I completely agree with you. And I think maybe before we actually get into the specifics of this full moon, we could talk a little bit about eclipse action. Um, you know, I'm glad you think I know what I'm talking about because I was like, that's just an idea. We <laughs> anyway, um, I know you that- You look really smart. You look really I, smart in those oh, glasses. Thank you very much. Well, saying. good. I'm glad they they instill faith in, in anywho. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's often, can you hear my landline ringing right now? No. Okay, good. Um, you know, I've often heard of these full moon eclipses as like eclipsing things out. I wonder if the same is true um, when it comes to new moon eclipses. Do they eclipse things into your life? Um, well, but either you way, you don't actually have those new moon eclipses. You have you have new moon eclipses, but they're new moons. Right. So do they oh. eclipse things in the same way full moon eclipses? Uh, oh, eclipses yeah. Out? Yes, yeah. Yes. OK. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I heard I heard that wrong. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. No, that's okay. So the fact that we've got this full moon eclipse happening first in this series of eclipses to me says it's like it's about making space um yes. for what will be eclipsed in for you. Now I've heard yes. people in the magical community there's debate as to whether or not um actually doing uh magical works or what you do during your rituals during the eclipses uh like maybe you you're very inactive during this time because the energy is too erratic um i don't know necessarily if i buy into it i per personally don't have a lot of stuff i want to work on right now so i'm okay with the universe just kind of taking the wheel um but what i think jan that it, speller what does jan speller have to say about an it, i don't I, as far as i've read so far i haven't i don't think seen, she has anything in her book about eclipses does she no she i don't mm -hmm. think she does um you know i think with this particular eclipse um and its re relationship there's stuff happening with uranus at that time i don't know i think that if for me if i had some stuff i wanted to get rid of like if i wanted to take some serious trash out this eclipse might actually be a good time to do that yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 but I it's, think that why I think of this eclipse is like the machine with all the cogs and the wheels is because I think because of all the fixed energy that's happening during this eclipse, I mean, I'm not crazy fanatical about fixed energy. It's not my favorite, but I think it could be really great to clear the deck so that you can relook at the foundation you have and then decide to build something new when we have the Sag we have the Sag solar eclipse. Yes, I which agree. Which is a total, which is a total. So yeah, that's two weeks after because this. I mean we'll talk about let's if you want to talk about the T square, the T square is a fixed energy T square with Jupiter at the apex. So you know to me that's like 
that's like so let's the sun and the moon are up in opposition is that what you're talking about and then the apex is yeah Jupiter. and you've okay. got this you've got the sun you've got the sun over in scorpio you've got the moon over in taurus and then you've got you know jupiter at the apex in aquarius and that's all fixed energy fixed energy mm -hmm. right and so do you want to talk about fixed energy a little bit Corey, I mean, I know you talked about it a little bit last time, but just to give everybody a refresher of like what that energy is good for. Well, I would love to. So we've got three different modalities as far as that energy is concerned. There's um, cardinal energy, which is the beginning of something. It's usually a card. Well, it's not usually, it's always a cardinal side that begins a season. So it's, a, it's an energy that initiates, that brings things into being. It's new energy. Fixed energy is... Um, when things become rooted when you build foundations for something it's very immovable energy it's very solid reliable energy but at the same time uh, it's very stubborn energy so that might make it difficult especially for myself because i have a lot of cardinal energy and i have a lot of mutable energy so mutable is the change it's when you go from being rooted to dying and changing and transforming into the next thing um so yeah, so you know, fixed energy is great because it is you always need foundations. You can't just build in the air. Um, so that's the upside of it. <laughs> the downside of it is that when you want to change, it's it's difficult to make that happen. Um, don't you I almost do think don't you almost feel like this is like I almost think of it as like a warehouse and you finally sold your last thing and now the warehouse is empty and you're sweeping it out and it's like you could invest or put whatever you want into that warehouse now and it's really about okay what what do i want to put in my warehouse what do i want to have as my new product or my new vision what is that that's like like that's how i vision this eclipse I, yes, I agree. And so there's a yod that I'll talk about in a minute, but, uh, cause I, uh, you know, I fucking love me. You love yods. I love me some yods. Um, we should call uh, you the yod wrangler or something. Yes. Weird. The yod, the yod mistress, um, mistress, <laughs> of, the yods. mistress of the yods. I freaking <laughs> love it. Um, so right now, you know, with Mars, Mercury, and the sun all in Scorpio during this lunation. I think that there's a big portion of the, this, especially the Mars and Mercury aspect is about dealing with reality. Scorpio is yeah. the most realistic, most, um, I don't know, uh, I wanna say not down to earth. Um, down the know. ocean <laughs> down the ocean yeah scorpio is the, the the to me it's like the sign of dealing with reality it's about the truth it's about but don't what's... you think that's part of it is the death it's like sometimes it's almost like in order to get to the truth you have to you have to let the old die or you have to let your old beliefs die yes in order to accept the reality of what's really there and it's right oftentimes i almost think of it as like people have to be pushed down into the water and drown it sounds like i'm so violent but drown <laughs> so that it, they this is will... very games of game of thronesy because you know how we, <laughs> we all do this we all hold on to stuff way beyond the the sell by date you know that we yes. need to let go of stuff and i think sometimes you have to like if you won't re release it it has to almost like you have to just 
you have to fade so that thing can come back, you know? No, I do know exactly what you mean. And then, like, you know, Scorpio houses the things that we most want to be in denial of mm. uh, death, sexual trauma, um, all the, the lovely things that we've inherited as humans. I mean, these are all things that we want to suppress. We want to, like, we want to be in denial of the fact that we're going to die at some point in time. So I think to really embrace Scorpio energy, you have to be present and accepting exactly what's so exactly when it's so. Mm. Um, so I think that this, uh, that this is going to be a little bit of a reality check. Like, you know, when we talk about foundations, you can't build something, you can't plan something, you can't make something real. If what you're dealing with is less than real, <laughs> is less than well, true. And to just preface this, we talked about this a little bit last time, but you know, this is the axis, Scorpio and, and Taurus, or pardon me, yeah, Scorpio and Taurus are yeah. gonna be the axis. The axis of the North and the South node are, is changing the very you know, second of January. It's, I mean, at this lunation, the North node is at one degree of Gemini and one degree of Sagittarius is the South node. So that means that we're going to be dealing with these types of issues for the next 18 months predominantly because that's right. where all the eclipses are going to be. Right. Right. Yep. It should be interesting. We've got this yod. Let's talk about this yod. It's happening. The sextile between um, Venus and Mars. So our desires and our passions and our, our wants and our ability to act on them. Uh, are going to be channeled out there, quincunx, both quincunx to um, Black Moon Lilith. So I think, and I mean, Black Moon Lilith is some uh, some serious Scorpio vibes right there too. Yeah. Because this talks about our shame, and I think on a public, uh, on the public, in the public arena, um, this could look like things being brought to light that are shameful and secretive, but things that we have to deal oh. with. Oh, oh, oh. <sighs> Tell me, tell me. Whoa, what the hell is that? When I do that, Jimmy Chu barks because he, if I, if I like, I try not to say shit, I'll just say shh. He'll come running because he thinks if mom <laughs> says the S word, things are getting bad. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so Jimmy Chu will go off when I, when I go, oh, 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 like that. But All anyway, I could hear in the background was like, Rah! it didn't sound like barking. It was like, it, it was a dragon. It was a baby dragon. <laughs> yes. Keep your, keep way your dragons in check. Than Jimmy Chu. Also but, very um, scorpionic. Yep. I was, I was watching, I was watching a clip from the Drew Barrymore show, show and she was talking with the, oh, what's his name? Andy, the guy who does the watch what happens live on Bravo. I have and never seen it. I, yeah. <sighs> I don't watch right. it, but he's, he, he's the guy, he's like the guy who runs all the shows on Bravo. So all the real housewives bullshit, but he's really good friends with Sarah Jessica Parker. And there was a, there was a picture of her in a magazine or something recently where she yes, had her she hair had back. Hair. Mm -hmm. She was showing her gray hair and she got all kinds of shit for it on social media. And she was like, you know, if I was a man, this is, this is, wouldn't even be a thing. So this is to me, very black moon Lilith. Because yeah. it's like, why, why should we as women be ashamed of growing older in this society? Yes. I love and how she put it. She's like, so I'm getting old. What do you want me to do about that? 
there's nothing yeah. I can do about that. <laughs> it's like, and, fuck yeah. And no, so you can't. many women aren't afforded the privilege of aging at all because they yeah. are raped, abused, killed, murdered. And to to just go go after somebody because they're not willing to do the plastic surgery and all of the other accoutrement that it takes to look like they're 25 when they're in their 50s. Yeah. And it just, uh, to me, that's so black moon Lilith in that Mars Venus energy. You've got the masculine energy, you've got the feminine energy, and you've got the relationship between the two. And there's the, yes. sh there's the shame of that relationship. To me, mm. this yod is really, I think this yod is going to be energy that is going to be ongoing. I think, you know, eclipses typically last, you know, anywhere from three to six months, sometimes longer. And I well, really and think kick, we're going to feel this. Well, it'll kick off a, whatever it is, 18, 19, 18, half 19 years cycle until, or 19 yeah. years until the next time we have an eclipse at this particular degree right. in this particular sign. So, right. you know, there's, there's definitely a long-term transformation there. And, you know, this is, this looks a lot like a continuation of, um, I don't want to say the Me Too movement, but it's more, um, addressing certain cultural standards that like you say like pigeonhole us into yeah being like shameful not, about like what not, we are <laughs> well and it's not you know it's like you in order to be in order to be a value you have to be nubile and fertile and mm -hmm. you know sexual and, and 26 for your whole life yeah like, it's, yeah it's There's like, no reality in that. Oh, so let me just tell you what Inside Degree says about this particular uh, thing. It says a man sculpturing hedges into animal forms. Oh my God. Dude, those Inside Degrees are weird and spot on. Like every they time. They are <laughs> so creepy. So doesn't that yeah. make you think of like somebody like trimming the hedge? Uh, anyway. Yeah, so to speak. Um, when, when did it become so fashionable for women to look like children and, and the downstairs department look i know hairlessness yeah. has its benefits when it comes to tactile sensation no, however it it's the no it doesn't uh... i it's like god puts <laughs> hair there for a reason that is a yes friction. that is like for friction and if you don't and have warmth, it that's keeping you warm down south. <laughs> yes and also for warmth of course for warmth yes but there friction. are there's, yeah. think about friction you that helps that's a friction barrier i'm just saying and yes it's like, you know it's like i have a friend and i i loathe her husband i will not say his name Ooh. dare not say his name he who must not be he, named. he who you shall not be but named. he he's really like that like as they've gotten older it's like she's started to do uh plastic surgery and uh, she's gotten botox and fillers and she's a beautiful beautiful girl she um started you know, making her hair really blonde because she was starting to get gray. And I mean, he is totally gray. He's a fat old man. Mm. And I'm like, and you're like worried about him. And then he like decided that he wanted her to get bikini waxes. I'm like, you're 50 years old. And now he wants you to get a bikini wax. I said, doesn't that disturb you? You've been married to him for how many, almost 30 some years. And now he wants you to get a bikini wax. It's now like, he wants your cooch to look like a 10 year old. Tell him to get a bikini <laughs> wax. Yeah. Like when his scrotum is like, you know, you polish those guys up there. It's like, yeah, then tell him to get a bikini wax. Say, I'll get the bikini wax if you get the bikini wax. Yes. Get it together. Get a couple bikini wax. 
Right. I'm not against any of those things. However, I'm against some of the reasoning that people do it. I mean, if you've really checked yourself and you say, you know what? I prefer not having hair down south. Yes. Then more and, power and to that you. Is but fine. But I was born in the last few days of the 60s and I'm full bush. I'm just Yeah, kidding. same. I same. It's because and it's such Kate a hassle Bush to have to here. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your machete. <laughs> Cause we bushwhacking. <laughs> This is so Black Moon Lilith, this conversation. <laughs> yes. But, I, you know, I, I, I love this. I love this yacht because I think of it it's as like just as an uncomfortable um, exercise of getting past, you know, the, the, the shame that keeps us from connecting to one another fully, right. having relationships that are satisfying, all of that. Well, but you've got to remember too, Black Moon Lilith is in Gemini. And so mm. this is really about a mindset. Yeah, it's all in our heads. And Black Moon Lilith, the flip side of that coin is not just about shame. It's also about sexual power, particularly wow. the feminine version of that. Mm -hmm. And mm. you know what? If it, I agree. I don't care if you, if you want to go bald and that's your choice, then that's your choice. But I'm just saying... I don't, I don't think, I don't think our design is that fucked up. I think we were designed this way for a reason. I'm just saying. And I, I just think that the, the onus that's being put on women to continue to like, get rid of that hair or cover up that gray or get rid of that wrinkle or blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. And, as, and as men get older, it's just like, they get sexier and whatever. And it's like, you know what? That Whatever. really that really bothers me, and I I don't I it's not that I I don't have anything against Botox, I don't have anything about uh, against plastic surgery and those type of things. But again, uh, like you, I, it's the reason behind it. Yeah. Like if I wanna, I've really thought seriously about getting a facelift when I'm 55. I've seriously thought about it, and um, I've 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 looked into it, and I I might do it. But if I do it, it's Joel would never want me to have one. But if I do it, it's for myself. Right. It's not for him. It's for me. Right. Right. Because I just, I just don't want to see my grandma in the mirror. Well, not but it's something too. Her, but right, it's something too where it's like if you sit with it long enough and still make that choice, then it's the right choice for you. But yeah, yeah, I and agree. I. I think this goes back to that whole Scorpio energy of dealing with reality and, you know, Scorpio being the house of sexuality. Um, there's, there's an element there that it's like, until we are accepting of what's so, how can we truly be intimate with ourselves and with one another? That's you know, if we're true. constantly trying to, you know, uh, look good for your boyfriend or look good for your husband or look good for the person down the street or looking good for other women. Cause you know, we're all judging each other too. Um, I know, actually how... think that most of the time we're trying to look better for other women. Well, it's yeah. Cause, and then that goes back to the patriarchy, patriarchy pitting us against each other to be, right. you know, better trophies for catching yes. or whatever it's crap. But <sighs> Yeah, I, I, there, it doesn't occur like there's any satisfaction in that. Like, you know, all I want is to be able to connect with somebody, you know, in a way that allows me to fart in front of them. I've been in therapy forever. <laughs> I still can't fart in front of people. <laughs> oh my God, Corey, I love you so much. I just love you so much. 
so <laughs> it just you know that is so like, won't fart in front of you <laughs> my my dad my dad used to get me a fart card for my birthday every year and it sounds really stupid and immature but that was our thing like he, and he would come up with some crazy fart card every year that was just so hilarious. And so um, the year that the year that dad died, Joel went out and bought me a fart card for my birthday. Aw, that's thought. Which sounds so uh, ridiculous. It's kind of gross, really. It really, it really touched me because it's like he knew he knew that when I got my dad's fart card, that was like, I loved it. I would laugh so hard and I would, I literally would laugh so hard. I would cry and I would just be like, I just don't think there's anything funnier than a fart. I've always thought that. <laughs> and I hope that you can achieve that someday, Corey. Really? This is true intimacy for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> of course, really I have a younger simple. brother who can make, like, he can like say words with his. So, I mean, I come from a family <laughs> of like, expert expertise they have lots of expertise in this area <laughs> oh god mm. well anywho so <laughs> let's let's move how did on. we get off on this topic i okay. don't know let's dealing with reality yod, shall we Pe people fart um yeah so i i pretty much am done with that yod you know i i think um yeah i i like the yod energy because to me it just sounds like exercising a muscle that you know as you get stronger and stronger dealing with the discomfort of facing your um facing your shame or facing your baggage or or letting go of it because you know sometimes i think letting go of it is equally as hard as carrying it around or um, looking at it differently so that it's not shame it's just a part of who you it are just is yeah I mean, there are a lot of things about people that are dark and disturbing, but if they didn't have those parts of them, they wouldn't be themselves. And so if it's like, it's like unconditional love. If you love somebody, you have to love all parts of them. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and something I think, you know, when we consider something to be dark, it stays dark. Yeah. Right. Whereas if it's just neutral, it can become what it becomes or it can go away <laughs> you know if, if it's if it's not if, if you're carrying it around like uh, this ugly thing that you're hiding you have you're holding it you're holding it you're hiding it you're putting it inside of yourself where if it's like oh this is just a thing it's like a fart once you fart it's gone right <laughs> like it just goes it might linger for a it minute might linger, two, yes, but it eventually might linger. it but that's why god invented matches right that's true and wind <laughs> and wind yes yes and air air freshener there you go let the air come and carry it away like the air yeah. i mean i'll be honest with you i my dogs i never had i mean i've never really had dogs that were gaseous but the, the two i got now oh and last night jimmy chu can clear a room and he he's just like a little boy he'll like come right over and he'll like lean up against me and he, you know he has the silent de but deadly ones and then he'll just like take off running and I'm like, I'm like you literally came over here and like rubbed up against me so you could leave your stench and then and go over could... and sleep with your father what the fart heck? in my space oh that's messed up yeah, yeah. and it's just I... like he's real ornery like that though he's like a little boy I don't know which one of my dogs it is but one of them can wake me up from a dead sleep with their farts so and that's saying something because I, I could probably sleep through a four alarm fire. Well, so your dogs are way bigger than mine. <laughs> yes, they create clouds. 
<laughs> oh, I can't believe we're having so much conversation about farts. But I know. Um, anyway, such a fun topic. So yeah, so we've got um, uh, another T square that's loosening up though. That's between Mars and uh, Mars opposed Uranus, both squared to Saturn, and um, that talks to me about maybe some course correction or yeah. you know plans changing, yeah. but for the for for the good for your good because you yeah saturn i love saturn he doesn't you know he's he's challenging but sometimes saturn is like sometimes saturn's my best friend because i saturn helps me get stuff done but sometimes i just i'm like okay enough i literally look up at the sky and i'll be like back the fuck off saturn (laughs) <laughs> have you seen the uh it's like a There's, little tiktok of the lady in her bathrobe with a cup of coffee out in like a field and she's talking to the universe and she's like okay no thank you no thank you no i've got enough on my plate right now thank you i, I don't want not. that oh it's so cute i so relate to her little bathrobe i don't think so no thank you <laughs> but i have uh i have um well i i i think i actually have something in my shop where it's like not today saturn or you know instead of satan but yes. you know, technically, you know, Satan is Saturn. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, that's another yeah. conversation. But yeah, um, but yeah, but I, uh, but it's like I'm, I'm like not today, Saturn. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, I don't know. I think, I think Saturn's got some plans for us. He's like, oh, you thought you were doing this. Guess what? Something is going to happen, and you're not going to do that anymore. We're doing something else now. I'll be honest um, with you. I'll be looking forward to him moving into Gemini what he's not in gemini <laughs> not for take a, a while time. but yeah he's Saturn got another, is gonna yeah. move into pisces you mean oh i'm sorry pisces he's yeah. an aquarius i was like jesus it's gonna be a long time no no no, no, no. Gemini. i'm sorry i'm, I'm oh. looking at it upside down but yes i when he i met when he gets into pisces i'll be curious yeah. what, how that is it should be a, a lot i was gonna say a lot lighter but then i realized who what i was talking about pisces is not a light sign at all. I mean, I think that people mistake Pisces as being this kind of flirty, flitty, fairy-like energy, this little mermaid bullshit. It's not. It's deep. It's, it's dark. It's like, nasty. It's, it's more like, like the, the Kraken. Evil, it's like the evil fairies, you know? It's like when you read stories and the fairies are just evil. And it's like more like that. There's the potential for that. It, there is. So we'll see what he does. I mean, it's all about subconscious connected connection to spirit our karma all that good stuff we'll see we'll see it will definitely be a different vibe although next time saturn is in gemini will be my saturn return so maybe you're being you know fortuitous in this moment well yeah probably i mean i'm not looking forward to my saturn return which is only what five five six years away my second one no goodness oh yeah your saturn's in Pisces? No, Saturn is in Taurus. Yes. Yeah, I was like, whoa. And he's not, that's not my favorite place for him. But no, well, Saturn will be um, sextiled to Chiron during this uh, lunation. So maybe that will bring us lessons of of that. Mm -hmm. I actually like that uh, because I think the Chiron Saturn sextile is kind of like, I think it's about healing yourself, like having the wisdom to heal yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, because Saturn 
Saturn's like growth and wisdom and maturity, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think having him in a harmonious sextile with Chiron is really about finding ways to heal yourself, which would make sense with all of this scorpionic shit that we've been going through and all this stuff that's been coming up. And I think it's really about, because I think at the end of the day, if we heal ourselves, we're going to heal our country, our world, our, our planet. Gotcha. And it starts, it starts with the individual because for most of us, we're not going to have an impact on millions of people on a daily basis. Now, some people do, but you know, but we can impact ourselves, and we can impact the people around us. And when we do that, then that grows and that, you know, so I love the whole Saturn Chiron sextile that's happening here. I think so too. It looks like um, life lessons that you can then figure out how to use as tools for healing. I yes. Like yeah. I, I, I would absolutely agree with that for sure. And then Mercury will have, will be uh, sextile Pluto. It looks like a lot of like mental evolution or the potential for mental evolution, whether we do it or not is up to or us. Or I think because of, uh, you know, him, because Mercury's in Scorpio, mm -hmm. I, I'm the only cautionary thing I would say here is if there are people in your life that are having mental challenges or mental struggles with their, their mental health, depression, you know, maybe bipolar disorder, what have you, um, this, this lunation could maybe trigger them a little bit. So you just probably want to make sure that they've got the support system they need in place, or that if you're, you're one of their support people that you just reach out to them and let them know that, you know, you're here. Cause I just think this energy is very intense. Intriguing. And I just think whenever Mercury is moving through Scorpio, it it can really impact people deeply and sometimes we we don't see it and so they act out right yeah, and yeah. because mars is there you know he's mars is you know he's still within a degree of orb of of this mercury in scorpio and so that has a tendency towards fear or violence um and, and so i just would i would be careful with people if they seem like they're really triggered i would you know keep an eye on them and just let them know that you're here to help them if you can. Yeah, I could see that the, um, the Mercury sextile Pluto though, I think to me, it looks like, well, especially because Mercury is in Scorpio and Scorpio is ruled by Pluto. I think right, there is a right. lot of potential for, um, for transformation and for Absolutely. growth, Absolutely. Uh, but it just may be very uncomfortable and Mercury will be trying Neptune, which I don't know. I, I mean, people read Neptune, differently than I do. I know a lot of Neptune um, uh, interpretations include confusion and delusion and, and, and all things Neptunian and Pisces and 12th housey. Um, but to me, Mercury trying Neptune is about access. It's you yes. know, being able to connect your Intuition. your subconscious stuff. Like it all, yes. it has the potential to become more clear, but then again, those things can cause confusion. So it's all about how you already relate to your subconscious triggers or your subconscious patterns and your intuition and your spiritual self. Like if you're on a good page with these things, then it can be a very powerful time yes. for, yeah, to let I those agree. through. Yeah. But if you have not made friends with your intuition or with your subconscious stuff, then it may occur as triggering and confusing because when you, you know, when you're at the beginning stages of developing your intuition, it looks like you're going crazy. 
or at least that's well, how my that. experience I mean, was. <laughs> or, you know, any type of awakening situation, you know, when people start to wake up, I mean, you know, it, it's a shit show. It's a shit show. And you do things like that. You question your sanity. You're like, hey, there's somebody standing at the end of my bed, or there's somebody like trying from another planet trying to, you know, speak through me. What the hell's going on? Am I? Yes, that's a little extreme. <laughs> my marbles? Okay, I'm just speaking for a friend. I'm not speaking on myself. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, I mean, but there's also more subtle things where it's like uh, Claire cognizance. If you all of a sudden, like, I just or any know, of the Claire's, any of yeah, the Claire's show up. Like, yeah. oh, I hear a thing, or I see a thing, or I, I know a thing for no reason. I don't have receipts for it. I don't, you know, I can't prove it. Then, you know, that the development of your ability to trust in those things is, is a, it's not easy for some people, for some, you know, if you're born into uh, an environment where, you know, you, you're a fifth generation pagan reader medium, then right. you're like, oh, you know, I got this, uh, you know, you expect it, right? But if you're just yeah. a regular Joe, and all of a sudden you're like, I just know something is going to happen. And then it happens. You're like, whoa, how did I know that? Wait right. a minute. Was that a fluke? Okay. Well, let's see if yeah. it happens again. And then you get crazy looking for signs and then you get like, uh, it's oh. that happens to me all the time. My, when my father, my stepdad died and we, we flew home from Washington, we flew home to Indiana for his funeral. And I wanted to go see my grandmother and she had just turned nine. She just, she was, she was just a few weeks away from her hundredth birthday. Wow. And I thought, well, I should go see grandma while I'm here. And then I looked at my brother and I said, wouldn't that be weird if she died while I was here? And she was dead the next day. Wow. And my brother called me and he's like, that was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, so yeah, I ended up it. staying, I ended up extending my stay so I could attend grandma's funeral as well. But yeah, so well, yeah, here, stuff like that happens. Yeah, well, and here's another thought that just kind of came through about that with relationship to that yod we were talking about with Black Moon Lilith. Yeah. I think sometimes there is guilt and shame around having intuitive powers. Absolutely. I was told because, as a child. Well, you're, not just you're, you're lying. Yeah, I would no, say yeah. stuff all the time. You're lying. She she makes stuff up. She's a fibber. I know. I don't fib. I've got a sad. I've got a sad ascendant. I tell the truth, baby. Yeah. So it's like you know um, when my nephew was little and he would tell my mom about the angel that sat on the curtains in his bedroom that would talk to him at night and tell him stories. That was adorable. Now, if that would have been me. <laughs> that's crazy talk stop talking. i would have been that's crazy, crazy. Yeah. i would have been fibbing whatever but when my yeah, nephew yeah. did it it was different and i was like no he's just intuitive yeah but, i had a few of those too yeah i mean you know and, and so i do think that that if you are tuned in and turned on to your inner eye to your higher self this could be an incredibly creative and informative time. You could get some really great downloads. You could, you know, call up the ancestors, get, get your spirit guides online and channel some shit. Yeah. Um, so yes, I agree. The other thing that I was thinking about as far as the shame is concerned is like, even once you are, you've accepted your self right. and, and your, your talents or your skills or your gifts, uh, then you still have to deal with the fact that maybe there's things come through that you, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Um, there's right. messages that you don't want to share. You wonder if you should, 
If yes. you didn't, you know, say something to somebody and then something happened, do you feel it's in a like, lot oh, of responsibility? Yeah. And I think when you first, when you first wake up or when things are starting to happen and you're starting to understand things maybe um, in a different light, it, it can be really hard because, you know, I mean, there's times when I'm doing a reading for a client and I'm just like, if I know them really well, and I know where they're at in life and what their situation is. It's like, gosh, do I share this with them? Right. Is this one more thing on their plate that they need right now? Or do, do I let this unfold in a way that, you know, right. And if you don't share it and then they're, they're deal with it yeah. in an unprepared fashion, then you're like, shit, I yeah. could have changed that. Or yeah, it's there's... hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's a lot of responsibility. People, people, uh, people don't realize it and they think, Oh, wouldn't that be fun? I could do that or blah, blah, blah. But then when you're actually doing it, it's, it's, it's like, it's like Peter Parker, right? Yeah. With, with great power comes great commit comes great responsibility. It's, it's like, yeah, you can't I, just blow off and say, Hey, I'm Spider-Man. It's like, no, you're Spider-Man, dude. You've got to do everything right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, to, to, to use a light example of it, because I've had some heavier examples of it. Like I had a friend who was looking to buy a house and um she put an offer in she was like do you think i'm gonna get this i was like let's pull some cards and the first card i pulled was like the four cups and i was like yeah no they're gonna reject that offer and part of me was like i felt bad because i was like well what if i'm putting that energy out there what if right. you know i'm right. part of the reason yes. why they didn't get the house yes. and it's like oh god and that know? is a valid concern because um you know if 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 they have that expectant you know vibe that they're putting out i mean that allows them to receive so yeah so th that's one of the reasons i don't read cards anymore for people that i don't know i just don't do that because it's yeah. like i don't want to i don't want to crush somebody's dream and then then be upset about it it's like you know if i if i said something to you and it you know everybody has freedom of of will and right. so you can change your energy any direction you want. When you go to a reader or you go to an astrologer or whoever, they're giving you an a, a moment in time. They're giving you the a potential moment in time. for that. Yeah, and yeah. you can change that moment. That's how powerful each and every one of us is. We can change it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but some people who don't really understand uh, manifestation or visioning, you know, they don't, they don't realize I have a friend and she is really powerful. She is, um, she's super psychic and she's, you know, she's the seventh, she's the seventh of a seventh and she's really just, but she worries, she's a worrier and she worries stuff into being all the time. And I constantly, she'll, you know, she'll text me and she'll be like, Oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is a great offer, but this could happen. And I was like, don't even don't even put that out there. Stop budding. <laughs> like you're so powerful. I said, quit it. I mean, mm. I remember years ago, she was in Seattle to visit me and they, they were, they were doing really well in life. Their kids were doing great. Everything was going really well, but a lot of people in their lives were really struggling. Me being one of them, cause I had cancer at the time. And and she would be, she, she's like, I feel guilty that things are going well in my life. I go, don't do that. <laughs> and yeah. then she had 10 years of, of shit show, 
So it's like, don't do that. Don't bring that stuff in. I think that's mm -hmm. one of the great things about this lunation is I think it's an opportunity to like have that blank canvas, have that empty warehouse, and then think to yourself, okay, now what do I want to create with this? Not what could go wrong with this, but what are the absolute potential? I mean, why do we have Jupiter? at the apex of this T-square with the sun and the moon, because Jupiter is all about positivity. He's benefic, he's about big ideas. He's, he, you know, Jupiter's all about the high level, beautiful idea. He's not, he's not Saturn. He's not the detail guy. He's not the guy who comes in and makes you do all hard work. <laughs> he's the guy who lets you dream and blow it up. He is the original ruler he's the traditional ruler of pisces and so when he moves into pisces in december with neptune in there neptune is the ruler that we consider the the, the, the modern you know, ruler yeah the modern ruler but having both the rulers in pisces together i mean that could be amazing yeah it could could be amazing it could but if we think it's not going to be amazing then it won't be because we create our own reality so i i really think that this is a great opportunity and once the sun comes around to where jupiter is now in aquarius i think you know we're gonna get some more of this kind of energy because now our ego comes into that so i really i mean if you're gonna dream i would say dream big if you're gonna let go of stuff let go of stuff because you want to create new stuff i it's almost like a full moon with a little new moon flavor mm. and i think the last new moon in scorpio was kind of like a new moon with a full moon flavor so it's kind of like yeah. incrementally inching us towards where we need to go sort of thing mm -hmm. yeah yeah i and i would say the only thing i for myself um you know, I don't, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do for this full moon. Actually, it's still kind of a ways out because what's today is the 11th, 11, 11, make a wish. Um, so we still have uh, eight days. Yeah. Yeah. And I usually don't, I like, I, it's hard for me to plan what I want to do for a moon until I'm within a couple of days. And then all of a sudden it's like, click, 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 it all comes together. So maybe I'll share it next time it comes through. But um I think for me, there's a big piece of this that's, um, well, about about dealing with what's so, building with what I have, being honest with myself about, and it's not necessarily bad because like honesty, being being real about what's so isn't saying things are worse than how I think they are. They might actually be better than how I think they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when it comes to building new things, it's like, what tools do I actually have? Let me do some assessments and figure it out. Because if in my head, I'm like, ah, eh, I'm short some things I can't because, well, is that true? Is that true? So I yeah. just think with people who are great manifestors like yourself, I just think, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. I mean, I, my brother once said to me, well, the money always shows up when you need it, you know, and I'm like, it does and he's 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 not a metaphysical type person at all and i but it's true it's like if you need something it shows up and one of the things i'm struggling with right now is i don't need anything and i think that for me as a capricorn is a real struggle 
because Capricorn is about the struggle. And for me not to need anything in life right now is kind of a beautiful place to be, but it's also kind of a scary place to be because it's like, what's my purpose? Well, Venus is going to be uh, trying Uranus there. I don't know if we talked about that, but you know, maybe your purpose is changing. It know? is. And, and, yeah. you know, she just recently, my Venus is at 29 degrees of Sagittarius. So she just recently, I had a Venus return and, um, uh, she's, she just uh, a few days ago was on my son. And I think that has, uh, led me to think about in a very Capricornian way, since she's running through Capricorn, she's going to be in there a long time. Um, that has led me to think about what, what do I truly love and value and what, um, you know, it's okay for those things to change because those things do change as we change. But it's so hard for Capricorns though, because it's like it Capricorn, once you've made a commitment to something, you, that's it. That's all there is Well, and, <laughs> forever. And, and, that's, and that's what I struggle with because I, I hold on to doing things the same way or continuing something for way longer than it needs to be because I'm like, I've committed. I, I've committed to this and I'm going to do it. And then when I don't do it, I, you know, that's a huge, feels like a failure to me, you know, right. like I'm letting myself down. So I'm really, I'm struggling with that right now, but I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to this um, because I think it's going to, I think it's going to help me in the long run. And it's actually uh, this lunation is, um, you know, the sun's going to be conjunct my, my Neptune, which is at 29. Ooh, Venus is going to be conjunct my Mars. Sorry. I just realized that. Thank you. That sounds no, but fun. That is fun. <laughs> and, but I'm going to, you know, the sun is going to be conjunct my Neptune. The moon is going to be opposing my Neptune. And I actually think it's a, a great opportunity for thinking about things differently or having some creativity. So I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that too. I have to look at how this compares to my chart i know that it's happening in my second and eighth house which you know i don't know we'll see what an eclipse in my money houses looks like Hopefully. i you know it's happening in my second and my eighth as well and um uh or no it's, it's happening in my fifth and my 11th house and so that is i'm thinking about capricorn again um so so that for me is how do I have some fun? I mean, I have a Saturn retrograde in my fifth house and that's like really the only thing that's in there. And it really has just been a bitch for me for my entire life. And I, I'm like, I want to have more fun. Mm. I want to have more mm. fun. I want you to have more fun. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll clip clips out some stuff that'll let you have some more fun. Yeah. I want to have more fun because it's like, gosh, if you're not having fun, I mean, I don't, What's the I the damn love point. I love to work hard. I do love to work. It's, it's a, it is a thing, but it's like, at least have fun while you're doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to focus on doing more of that. Yeah. I like that. I like that. You know, yeah. I love having fun because I got that sun in my fifth house. I'm all about a good time. <laughs> you are fun though. I am just fun. I am just fun. You know, my husband and I were talking earlier about like, um, the relationships we have with our children and mm -hmm. our genetics as far as how we carry forth parts of our family and all this stuff. And I realized this morning, I was like, oh my God, I have the same relationship with my daughter that I have had with my grandmother. And it's the oh. most fun. Oh I look forward to her. We are so much fun, but she's a little Leo. 
and I have my son in the fifth house. So that makes sense to me. That and I might totally Venus and all of that is in the fifth house. So we, we click real good. I love that though. I really love that. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I've always been the designated driver. I'm just that, I'm just that person who shows up and takes, you know, takes responsibility for everybody. And the few times I've let that go by the wayside, it's always ended disastrously. So (laughs) I need to figure out how to be the DD and still have fun. I need to figure that out. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm in for that. If you need some assistance, you know, I'm always looking for somebody to drive my drunk ass around. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm not, not entirely, but. <laughs> but yes, Anywho, but anyway, yeah. yeah. But I think this lunation will be, um, I think this will be an opportunity though. I, I really do like that Saturn um, sextile, the Chiron. I think this will be an opportunity to clear up any kind of, poor health that you might have or, you know, health issues or mental health issues that you've been struggling with. I think this could be a really great um, opportunity for releasing and releasing the shame around that with that yacht as well. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially since Black Moon Lilith is in, is in Gemini, you know? Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. I think it's going to be transformed. Well, I did want to say one thing about before it. we close it up, I want to mm-hmm. say, Vesta is going to be conjunct the south node in um, the ninth house, which is Sagittarius, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think that is significant because, you know, she's really about what I talked about earlier about um, contentment, about feeling content in your, your space, whether that's at work or at home or your car or wherever you have your space. And so having her conjunct the South node could bring back some things maybe from your past that you have let go of that you really found comfort in. Like maybe you had a favorite blanket as a child and maybe, you know, your mom passes away and you're cleaning at her house and you find the blanket, you know, do something with that blanket, you know, sew it into a quilt or yeah you know, make a make a make a doll with it or a teddy bear or make a you know do something with it you know or maybe it's something else maybe you maybe it's a board game that you really loved as a kid and you used to play on rainy days or something and you see it at the store it's like buy the damn board game take it home and share it with your kids and you know yeah i definitely i but um because the third decade of correct me if i'm wrong because my head is kind of uh right the second but the third decade of Sagittarius mm-hmm. is usually associated with Leo energy yeah sun yeah, energy yeah yeah if you're looking at the decans so yeah I mean that's all about your your childhood that playfulness you know maybe that's where we will find depending on where it shows up in your chart and all that business right, but right. you know how we find more contentment is to be more playful more spontaneous more in the moment you know more childlike adventurous ex- exploring with the sense of you know that juvenile sense of wonder well and i think i think because so many so i think we're still very insular i don't think we're we're still not out like we used to be out all the time Mm -hmm. and i think because of that i think you know things like like i always used to i i used to have an obsession with purses like having a nice Mm, i'm a bag hag i love yeah and now i'm like every time i say i'm like 
no, I don't need it. I'm the same. That's exact. me too. I don't need this. So it's huh. like, you know, and I'm, I'm obsessed with jewelry. I've always been obsessed with jewelry. It's like, I change my earrings every day. I don't, you know, some people wear the same earrings over and over again. No, I change mine every day. You know, I have like 50 jewelry wardrobes and it's just <laughs> an obsession of mine. And I'm like, what do you, you know, have something in Leo? What's your, what do you have Leo? What do you have? Yeah. In Leo? My moon's in Leo. Oh my yeah. Yeah. Of course. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So I, I, I have a lot of like, I have like tons of head, I have hair jewelry and I have all just jewelry mm -hmm. and it's just like anything that's shiny. I'm like a magpie. If it's shiny, it's, I have to have it. <laughs> so, you know, those are things, but the, as we start to do more and more, uh, we're insular more and more. I'm like, to myself, it's like, I don't need anything. It's like, yeah. I don't need anything. And unless I have an emotional, like literally a physical, like thing happen when I encounter something, I'm not going to, I don't need it. Mm -hmm. I think that's good. <laughs> I, I, I do too, but I'm like, but I think for me, that's, that's, um, it's like you got to find your new fire now, though, because you used to be passionate about this. And now you're like, OK, well, I don't have those needs anymore. So I, I don't have this outlet anymore. I'm passionate. So now you I'll tell you what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about astrology. I love yes. astrology. I love medical astrology. I, I, I read about astrology I, all the time. I'm constantly looking at astrology. I just I'm obsessed with it. And you know, the more I learn about it, the more I love it. And I'm obsessed with space. I love planets and stars and all kinds of other stuff. And I love all that kind of stuff. So that's really, truly my obsession. Um, uh, along with writing, I love to write. So I'm, one of the things I am trying to do is carve out more time to write because I just mm -hmm. haven't had as much writing time since we moved as I'd like to have. So want to get back to my blog writing about planets and astrology because I have very <laughs> few hobbies obviously <laughs> so I'm, I'm working on that but I, I think this lunation helps you kind of clear the deck make the space for the stuff that you really want to to you know love and value right because it's Taurus yes yes I yeah. love that well heck there it is that's we'll be it. back in a couple of weeks talking about the Gemini. No, Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Like, what is happening next? Sagittarius, Sagittarius new moon is it, an eclipse. It's not just a new moon. It's a it's a solar eclipse, and it's yeah. a total. Yes. And it's going to happen for you on the third, and happen for me on the fourth. So it's happening. Wow, it's like over time the traveling. Ooh, time and traveling. can I just say this? It is also happening at 12 degrees and 21 minutes. So it's like reverse, right? So it's oh, 12 yeah, yeah. 21. Kind of mirroring. Yeah. Uh -huh, I see Which that. I love that shit because you know I love numerology. And um, yeah, so maybe we'll talk a little bit more about numerology with that. And of course, there's a T-square in that one as well with Jupiter again. What? There's just all kinds of stuff going on. It's going to be really, really interesting. And I, um, I think, I think it's, it, I think it's going to be an interesting solar eclipse. And of course the last eclipse in the Sagittarius Gemini axis. And then after that, we're going to be all of our eclipses next year are in Taurus and Scorpio. Mm -hmm. That should be interesting. So if you are so not familiar with the houses that are ruled in your chart, by Scorpio and Taurus, 
I would say start getting intimately aware of those things because that's the next 18 months, baby. Yep. That's where this is happening. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we'll, yeah, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with that. And then we'll of course do what's the following is the, yeah, uh, well, I don't know about Capricorn. you, Corey, but I think we need to do, uh, I think we're going to yes. look at doing a special talking about mm-hmm. some of the awesome things that are coming up in 2022, because I think 2022 is going to be an interesting year and very different than 2021. Yeah. Yep. Who would have thought 2021 was going to turn out this way? I really had, <laughs> I, it was like, oh, it's got to be better than 2020. I wouldn't say it was worse, but I wouldn't say it was better either. It was just I different. think it was just very intense. I felt like every month with every lunation and each, you know, the, both the lunations and every month, I felt like there was so much intensity this year. It's almost like we're honing ourselves down we're getting super fire polished right now so we can get our asses into that aquarius you know age of aquarius Mm. it's it's just it's it's exhausting it's i thought 2021 was exhausting so far yeah and it it was like it flew by like it it flew flew by by. 2020 was one that like both flew by and took forever, and forever. at the same time. Yeah. yeah. 2021 just flew by. I was like, and I think it's because of the, I think it's because of the intensity. I think the energy was so fast this year. Mm. It's just like, bam, 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 bam. It's like, it, I really feel like we've all been like just running all year long. Mm. Like I, it's like, and it's almost like, because we're, we haven't really taken vacations. People have, they're starting to do it now, but we really haven't taken vacations. We're working more, we're working harder. We're just not traveling to work or, you know, we're working differently or, you know, it's just like, I I think part of the, part of the efficiency and things that we've created for ourselves is actually made it so we don't need to work as much, but we're working more because we think we have to work eight hours a day, but we can probably get what we need done in five hours. So why are we working that other three hours? You know, because we've been trained to behave that way. (laughs) And I think that's going to change in 2022. I think, I think a lot of the, the ideation and a lot of the, the patterns that we've, we've established for many, many decades, I think those things are going to start to fall away, chip away because we're going to see they're not necessary. Well, that Uranus and Taurus is taking care of that. And I love, I love when I see memes, because girl loves memes, about um, workers standing up for their rights. Workers saying, I'm yeah. sorry, you don't own me. You know, yeah. I give you my time in exchange. I don't need to be right. under your thumb. I'm not beholden to you. I mean, I, I, this makes me happy, very happy. Well, as a Capricorn, I can tell you that is really hard for me, but it's like, um, not to always be working all the time and really just like instead of like working while i'm trying to watch television or trying to watch a movie or a show i'm like doing four things while i'm doing that and it's like just sitting still and watching a show and actually capturing all the visual capturing all the verb capturing the whole thing and really being able to fully enjoy it because i'm not doing 50 things while i'm trying to watch the show Yes, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that 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 has happened. But even though uh, one of the things I think I know that time is sped up because even though I have more time, like I'm not commuting two hours a day and I'm not doing all these other things, I'm not teaching yoga, you know, I still don't have enough time. Right. 
there's yeah, you just put of, you just it's like a vacuum you just something more just gets sucked up into it yeah so i'm hoping that as we come out of the other side of this in 2022 we're going to start to kind of that's going to kind of start to work itself out and we're going to start to make adjustments to that and i'm hoping that the space-time continuum will start to even out a little bit that's my hope yes. my hope anyway that is my hope too yes. so yeah so you can you all can look forward to a couple couple more moon episodes the new and full moon coming up in the sagittarius and then gemini and then we are going to do a um 2022 uh at, at a glance what do you call it the <laughs> i i just call it 2022 impact dates because i talk the about impact the dates, dates. they're going to impact your ass in 2022. yes so there'll be a lot to talk about then it's very exciting very exciting there's some interesting things going on next year particularly and you know we can we can talk about you know i always like to look at where jupiter is going to be because jupiter blows things up i always like to see where mars is going to be because mars always makes people move their ass I like to see where Venus is going to be because she's always kind of like, this is where, where our attention is going to be because these are the things we're going to value right now. So it's I always like to look and see where they're going to be moving and grooving in a year. And that kind of shows me a lot of where the interests will be that year. Mm -hmm. Well, that'll be interesting. So you, and you all can look forward to that. So unless there's anything else, you got anything else? No. No, I'm good. I'm all talked out. So until next time, I am Corey Hawkins. And I'm Jennifer Fox. And y'all stay curious.